Hello, everyone. It is 7 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States and 9 p.m. in Melbourne. And I welcome you to this live episode of A Yank on the Footy for 6 July of 2021. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you are listening. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to uh, dig into uh, some huge news that broke uh, earlier in the day or last night in my case, uh, just as I was heading off to bed. And uh, we're going to look back at the things that have gone on in in round 16 and uh, several other big stories. We're going to touch on whether or not uh, Richmond may be the only club to fall out of the eight. I'm thinking they may not be. Well, we, we shall see uh, whether or not that comes to fruition. So I appreciate uh, those of you tuning in. Remember, if you want to uh, reach me uh, on my social media, you can find me on Twitter at yank underscore on. You can reach me by email at a yank on the footy gmail.com, at a yank on the footy on Instagram and on Facebook, as well as my website, a yank on the footy.com. You can leave a review for the show there. You can leave a voicemail, like I've had several people do that over the uh, the previous few uh, episodes that we've been doing here. I don't have any today, however, but I've had several here recently that have tuned in doing that. So hopefully you'll go ahead and um, you know consider doing that. You can also get signed up for the mailing list there as well. So when a new episode comes out, so once I publish this one, for example, if you were not there to hear it live, you can get it sent to you as soon as it gets published, which will be within probably an hour or an hour and a half after the uh, the episode finishes up here. So one other thing, if you want to help out the podcast, a couple things you can do. You can check out the Redbubble store page on my website <clears throat> if you're looking for any gear or anything of that nature. Or you can go to the Buy Me a Coffee page if you want to help out the show. That'd be a great way to, to do that if you'd like to do so. But before we dive into the episode, I want to uh, give a shout out to the uh, local footy club of the week or of the episode, and that's the Brunswick Renegades. And the Renegades play their games at the A.G. Gillen Oval in Brunswick. The original Brunswick Football Club played in the Victoria Football Association from 17, excuse me, 1897 to 1991 when it disbanded. The North Old Boys Amateur Football Club, where the Knobs took over, and they came back in uh, back in 2017. And uh, they now have clubs at several different levels, from the juniors to the under-19s to the senior men's, as well as the senior and junior women's. Uh, they've, uh, this is a club that, uh, just two years ago, actually, I think 2017 was the last year. Um, Geelong's Francis Evans was a member of the Renegades and was playing with them just two years ago. The men's side and the women's side both go back into action on July 17th. They've got a bye week this round, but, uh, the men's senior side goes back up against, uh, Thierry Penela. And the senior women's come back against the Aquinas Old Collegians Football Club. And best of luck to them going into the home stretch of their of their fixture. I'll put links to that club there. Actually, some really interesting uh, color scheme. I really like the uh, the. It's kind of a green and purple, it, and it's not something I've I've seen in combination uh, before. The closest thing I can think of would be, and it's not even an exact match. Uh, if you happen to be listening to this in the United States, if you remember back in the 1990s, or maybe you've seen pictures, uh, the Charlotte Hornets basketball team had kind of like a purple and turquoise color combination in their 
in their uniforms. So kind of interesting color combination there. So best of luck to the Renegades as they go forward on this year. Uh, so I wanted to jump into the big news, of course, and that's it's something I'm sure you've been talking about all day at work or you've been listening to on the radio. But there had been a lot of speculation that uh, Sam Mitchell might be a great candidate for the uh, senior coach position with the Collingwood Football Club. Well, if you haven't heard yet, uh, that's not going to be happening because uh, he's going to be taking over the Hawthorne senior coach's position beginning in 2023. He is uh, going to – he's going to – be kind of sitting there as uh, like a coach in waiting, if you will, um, similar to what went on here recently with Essendon and uh, with John Worsfold heading out of the club and uh, Rutten coming in to replace him and kind of sitting in there as the uh, the coach in waiting. So Alistair Clarkson is going to be leaving the club after 2022. And, you know, I haven't dug into research again. This this story, uh, it showed up in uh, an email on uh, Fox Footy really late, uh, just as I was getting ready to head off to bed. Uh, and I, and I, I noticed that I didn't dig in any further, but there was a lot of speculation saying that, okay, well, now that Clarko is going to be stepping down after 2022, there are a lot of current coaches that do not have contracts after 2022. And should they be looking over their shoulders because he's possibly, possibly going to be coming in to replace them? Who knows? Who knows? I have no I have no idea what's going to happen there, but I, I, I've i seen some people say that this is not a great idea. Uh, yeah, a lot of nervous coaches. Uh, yeah, uh, I've heard some people say that this is not a great idea. Others saying it's, it's a terrific idea. But I guess the question I have to ask all of you is, has Alistair Clarkson earned the right to finish out his contract. Having won several premierships with the club, has has he earned the right to leave on his own terms, if you will? One could make that argument. Okay, I think you could make that argument. Now, of course, you know, it's, uh, you know, being a coach of a a professional sports team, it's a what have you done for me lately type situation. And, well, let's be honest, they've struggled this year. They weren't great last year either. Uh, but they they have an opportunity to be a spoiler this year, of course, and we'll see if that uh, if that continues because they've knocked off some teams that uh, that were not planning on losing to them. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. You know, uh, you know, watching from afar last year with the uh, with the Essendon situation, it sure looked like uh, Don Worsfold was kind of just stepping back from a lot of things and you didn't see him and maybe I'm wrong on this, but it didn't look like he was engaging a whole heck of a lot with the club because he saw the handwriting on the wall or he knew he was stepping aside and he was letting his replacement kind of get his, uh, his feet underneath him before the, before the, uh, the official turnover to the new, to the new uh, coach took place. So it's just, it's interesting to see that, uh, that they've decided to go this route. Of course, then I have no idea what this means for uh, Collingwood in terms of who's going to possibly um, 
who's going to possibly be uh, want or getting that position. I know somebody just popped on there and said they wanted to come on for uh, to chat. So pop that up there again, or drop your email in there, and I'll send you a link because I didn't get I didn't get to click on that quite as quickly as you were up on the screen there. So pop that up there again, and I'll I'll send that to you here real quickly. So yeah, so Clarkson's going to be done after twenty twenty two. Is is he going to is he going to retire? Is he going to become somebody who gets involved in the media? Now, if I, you know, from what I have seen of him, he's not the most engaging individual. Like, I, I think he probably has a very sly sense of humor that we don't necessarily see enough of. But is he going to be somebody that wants to step into the, uh, you know, into a role with Channel Seven or with Fox Footy? I'm sure either one of them would love to have somebody with his expertise. I'm sure that would be the case, but. Uh, I, you, know, it, you have to d- decide whether or not he w- would want to do that sort of thing. He may very well be ready to say, I've coached enough. I've been involved in the game enough. I want to spend time with my family. Um, or maybe he decides, you know what, I'm ready for another challenge. And a, a coaching spot with another club comes up after 2022. Um or 2020, yeah, after 2022, 2023, he may decide to come back with his batteries recharged and and take another club over. And who knows who that's going to be? You know, I'm not going to speculate right now as to what club may be looking for a, a new senior coach after the 2022 season. Yeah, you know, I I would doubt that he would leave Hawthorne at the end of 2022 and go right into a new club. I guess it could happen, but I would be very surprised if it did. Yeah, so I, I think you'll find him where he's he's going to probably take at least a year off and see what jobs are available, if any jobs are available, if he wants to even coach. So it was just huge news that this is, you know, this speculation about him possibly stepping down has come to fruition. They've decided that, yes, they're going to, in fact, you know, have a not necessarily a caretaker coach, but a a coach in waiting, if you will. Uh this is the summer for weddings in my family and, and friends here. So it's kind of like the, you know, the, 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 the bridesmaid or the groomsman, if you will, at a wedding. So, um, yeah, somebody just posted on here. Carlton might make him an offer. He can't refuse. Uh, I think I saw that movie. Wasn't that, uh, Marlon Brando from the original Godfather? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go ahead and, uh, and quote him on that, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, because that that could be like yeah, I don't want to culturally appropriate, but I could imitate a character from a from a film, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. And again, that's that's certainly gonna be something to be talking about as we go forward here. And you know, the 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 other huge news was the fact that the uh, the Geelong Cats have a new head of football with uh, Stephen Hawking leaving his position with the AFL to head back to Geelong. And I had to do a little bit of digging again, because I'm, you know, I'm so new to the game just in within five years that I, uh, I was not familiar with Hawking's uh, playing career. I did see that he played a decade with, with the cats. He's, he's, uh, I think three years younger than I am. Uh, So he had a decade with them. He had uh, spent time, um, as the head of football, I should say, he spent the head time time as the head of football. He's not going to be the CEO, so he's going to be running. It sounds like the entire club. 
some people were joking on Twitter. I saw after this announcement came out that uh, that Geelong was taking one for the team, if you will, getting him out of the the AFL's front office and 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 getting him back into a club side, and as though that's going to make the sport or the game better than it had been previously. You know, yeah. What some of the things that he'd been trying to do, and again, I know there are a lot of you who listen who are purists of the game and don't necessarily like to see crazy rule changes and that type of thing. You know, the, the 666 rule designed to open the game up a little bit, I guess, to get more scoring going on. Uh, the stand rule this year, and 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 I'll just, I'll go out and say it. I'm not, I was not a fan of the stand rule. I thought, I thought it was kind of silly to just make a player stand there, but they've kind of a, tweaked it a little bit, of course, during the season as it's going on, where if, you know, that, that the person that's taken the mark, you know, steps off the, the the line. They're calling, you know, play on immediately. I think it would be great to see them actually tweak that a little bit and and change the uh, the play on rule or the the stand on the mark rule inside fifty. To, you know, because that person not being able to stand there is you know not being able to move at all, and that person being able to open up that angle a little bit and kick around the player. You know, for goal. I mean, that's. I don't know. Again, I guess that's another way that they're trying to open up scoring and get more points on the board. But it's a uh, it's something that I think that they're going to have to look at as they go into this offseason here uh, coming up here in just a couple of months. So, you know, Hawking's got a new gig with Geelong. I have no clue who might be in the running to replace him. I, I wouldn't want to speculate because, again, I have I have no idea. And I just would make myself, you know, sound my sound like more of a fool than I than I typically do. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, not even get into that. Well, that is a name that I've I have seen. I've heard Brad Scott, which uh, let's be honest, that would go ahead and just uh, bring the conspiracy theorists out even more. You know, you've got the guy who's leaving that position, heading to Geelong, and the twin brother of of the Cats coach coming into the position. You know, that's uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist and anything goes the Cats way, well, that's what you'd be thinking then if that was the case. So. You know what? As a cat supporter, maybe Brad Scott would be a fantastic choice. In fact, you know what? I'm going to take my hat off right now and toss it into the ring for him. Let's go with Brad Scott on this. <laughs> yeah, because I know he, I, I know I'd seen where he had been working in the, uh, the AFL offices since he'd left the ruse. So that's a, uh, that's I guess a, probably a good choice there. Uh, yeah. So we'll, We'll have to see what happens with that. Again, I doubt that's a position that gets filled immediately. They may take a little bit of time to find the best candidate there. Uh, so those are the two huge things that went on. But I think that there was actually a, uh, I think there was actually a, a really significant story. And this is one that I, many of you who listen are not going to be happy that I bring this up. But I, I, I think this was, sure, Clarko, you know, Stepping down after next year, um, Stephen Hawking leaving his position. Two probably the two biggest stories of the week, or the last you know forty eight seventy two hours, if you will. But uh, you know, there's been there's been so many things that have been said, and and again, you know, I'm 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 new to the game. There, the, most of you who are listening have been following this game for decades. Okay, or your entire life, however long that has been. And uh, those of you who are are purists of the game think that the idea that that there's a club in Gold Coast is just flat out, you know, 
a bad idea that the that the league has spent you know lots of blood and treasure, if you will, propping up that club. Well, after this past weekend, I guess I have to ask this question, you know, and and I'm going to put it out there. I think that their win over Richmond this past weekend, and, and, and it wasn't just a win. This wasn't a kick after the siren or we won it by a couple of behinds, that sort of thing. They, they took the Tigers out behind the woodshed and just beat the hell out of them, quite frankly. And, uh, you know, I honestly think that uh, that Gold Coast's win over Richmond might be the most important victory in the AFL this year. I think this might be the most important game that a club has won this year because this is a cl- this is a club that has quite frankly they have had they have had their share of um they've had their share of of missteps okay lots of them and a lot of people calling for their dissolution and that they shouldn't be a club and that they shouldn't be there and that the that the the AFL should you know get rid of that club and and then maybe possibly put one in uh, Tasmania or put one in in uh, in Darwin or wherever they're looking at adding another club or two that that the the Gold Coast experiment was a bad idea. You know, one of the things that I and I've talked to, to many people off the air uh, have said is that you know Gold Coast has a hard time retaining talent. You know that the young kids go up to Gold Coast, they begin become homesick and they they decide that they have to head home. Move them to Timbuktu. <laughs> Uh, that would be a bit of a hike, I think. That would certainly be playing at elevation, though, which might be another advantage. But do you think that this this win on their part against the defending premiers gives them some, I don't want to say validity, because, you know, they, they've been a club for a decade, and yes, they haven't been able to get out of their, their way very often. But, you know, being a Cleveland Browns fan, and we've had, you know, in the last 20 years, We've had little success this year. Knock on wood, things should improve tremendously. Uh, you know, so I kind of have a soft spot for what Gold Coast has gone through. And, and I think just for the, the the health of that club, the health for the competition, because, again, if Gold Coast becomes a legitimate club, that may mean then that the, that the, the AFL doesn't have to, to pump money into that club to keep it afloat anymore. You know, they, they may be able to draw in talent. They may be able to bring in players and keep them there if they begin to see themselves having, you know, opportunities for victories like this one they had against Richmond. So, you know, I I think this is a, a significant win for them. Okay. And and I and I think it was a really important win for the for the league as well. And I'm not saying that, you know, that the people in the league offices were hoping at Gold Coast won. I, I'm hoping that they're impartial. But after the fact, I'm, I'm hoping that they maybe sat down over a coffee and then reflected on it and said, that may not be such a bad thing for us to have this this club have some, some reason to say, yeah, you know what? We belong. We should be here, okay, whether we're in Gold Coast or in Timbuktu, as the case may be. Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, the D's have uh, begun to, I don't want to say taper off, but they have struggled a little bit as well. Um, the A- oh, that's the AFL will want Clarkson to go to Gold Coast. 
Now, from what I have I've heard about Gold Coast, some people kind of described it as Australia's version of Las Vegas. You know, and you know, Vegas now has two, you know, legitimate uh, professional sports teams with the hockey team there and the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders moving there last year. Although that, you know, the whole thing with COVID, you didn't have the fans in the stands in their whatever their corporate name stadium happens to be. But does Clark would like to play golf? Because I would imagine if if it's a if it's a resort town like that, there would have to be a lot of golf courses. He doesn't strike me as a surfer type. But uh, yeah, it's not a footy town. Yeah, it's I if, tr- trust me, I get it. I've I've heard that, and it's uh, yeah. I I would argue here in the United States, I would argue that that the city of Los Angeles is not a football town yet. They have shoved two clubs into that city, a city that, that quite frankly, hasn't cared a whole heck of a lot about professional football. That, you know, the Rams were not drawing terribly well before they went to St. Louis and, you know, they came back and they were, they were not drawing terribly well there either words. Um, <laughs> there are more footy. <laughs> Harper, uh, for the Where Do We Begin podcast, just posted on the little message board, there are more footy fans in Sandusky, Ohio, than in Gold Coast, Australia. Uh, well, that may, you know, that may very well be. Uh, but, but I wonder, is this something that would actually spark their interest? Yeah, I, again, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm hoping that, it, you know, it might draw some fans in. Again, I'm on the periphery. I don't see all of the nuances and the nuts and bolts and that sort of thing. But I thought it was kind of a big win for that club, and, and it was, you know, it was a big win for the for the AFL to le- kind of legitimize the experiment that is the Gold Coast Suns, if you will. Okay, that's kind of what my thinking was there. You know, so you know the D's they've got kind of a, a you know I was getting bit, getting into them a little bit. They've kind of got a bit of a tough road home. They're, they've gone three and three over their legs their, their last six games. And, you know, they finish up with, I would say you've got a pretty, you know, tough uh, run home. You've got Port Adelaide coming up this week, and they've got Hawthorne. And, and you know, Hawthorne's going to want to play spoiler. So I don't think anybody wants to play Hawthorne the rest of the way. Uh, they've got Gold Coast. Then they got the Bulldogs and the Eagles. And, and who the hell knows who's going to show up for the Eagles? You know, it's uh, – it's that 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 club is just really in 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 tough form right now, and then they've got Adelaide. Then they close up with the Cats. Now, round twenty three, Geelong and Melbourne, two clubs who could arguably be in the top four. You know, jockeying for position there to have a a home first round you know first round game in the finals, or maybe they're set and they decide to rest players. One of these clubs may find themselves. Uh, one of these clubs that may, may may be finding themselves trying to play out of the fifth position to get into the top four. And and you know if you go back to be, you know the last you know seven weeks or so, you probably wouldn't have thought that about the D's, but they've started to taper off a little bit. Uh, do I think they're still going to be in the eight? Of course I do. Are they probably going to stay in the top four? More than likely. But. You know, they've dropped out of the top spot. You know, the Bulldogs are there now. Uh, they've got the Bulldogs again. 
So, you know, we shall see what happens with this. Uh, you know, I, so I, I don't know what, what's going to transpire with them. I mean, I was looking at their, their run home, the Eagles run home, which, you know, I, I was asking myself, you know, are the, the, uh, the Tigers going to be the only club that spent the first two thirds of the season, in the top eight to drop out of the top eight. And I, uh, I think, yeah, I, I, after what we saw with the Eagles and the Swans, are the Eagles possibly going to be dropping out of the eight as well? I mean, they are they are in tough they're in tough shape. I mean, they've uh, they've lost uh, four out of their last six. They've had a lot of injuries. They're starting to get healthy, but does that look like a club that's ready to play finals? I mean, I part of me thinks you know, that 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 Fremantle might be the better club out of Perth right now. Yeah, and again, that may be a you know a travesty, and some of you are are going to begin throwing things at and turning off the show, and hopefully you won't do that. But you know, yeah, Fremantle lost to Carlton this past week, but they they've certainly put up more of a fight than the Eagles have recently, and it's uh, it's just it's you know they've got. They've got an opportunity to right the ship, though. They've got, they've got North Melbourne and uh, Adelaide coming up the next two weeks, and then they follow that up <coughs> with the Saints and the Pies. So they've got four four games that, on paper, they should be competitive in. Then they finish up with the D's and the Dockers and Brisbane. So two out of the last three there are clubs that are going to probably be in the finals, and one that very easily could be playing finals or could theoretically be playing fine. I don't want to say easily, I guess, but the Dockers and, and you think about the Dockers and uh, the, uh, and the, uh, the Eagles there, the Dockers going to want to exact some revenge from the previous timeout. So, so I, you know, I don't know if the, uh, the Tigers have enough in the tank to, to do much beyond playing, you know, a game, you know, in the first round of the finals and then getting bounced out. I, I don't know. Um, let me uh, – I'm going to send out an invite to uh, to Chris Hickey who wanted to come on here, so I'm going to get him on here real quickly. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – while we're getting him all set there, <clears throat> you know, you have to wonder about the uh, situation in Geelong now where they're now down another one of their starters with Jeremy Cameron going to be out now for probably a month. You know, they've got some depth, you know, other than Cameron and Mitch Duncan being out. Sam Simpson's supposed to be back here fairly soon, but they're relatively healthy beyond that. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see whether or not uh, they can compensate for that because they've started to kind of uh, get into a bit of a uh, an area where they were comfortable with having Hawkins and Cameron down there playing forward, you know, are they going to try to continue that? Do they bring in, do they bring, you know, Radigalia in again? You know, he's, he struggles kicking the ball. Uh, takes some pretty remarkable marks, but I don't think he's quite ready to, to step into that role. Do they, you know, they've got, they've got somebody who's been playing down at the uh, VFL level all year, who is, uh, who is, uh, you know, possibly ready to step up into that position for Jeremy Cameron. And that is the, uh, 
Um, that's Josh Jenkins, who, you know, who had a pretty decent career with Adelaide before he came over to the Cats. And I believe he's played, he hasn't played a game this year with the senior side, I don't believe. And I think he played one, maybe two games last year with the senior side. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, and he's been scoring goals at will in the, uh, in the VFL. So it's, you know, he, he may be somebody that they bring up and try to, to plug into there. And again, I don't know if that's going <clears> to, <throat> if that's going to uh, be what they decide to do, if they decide to go small again um, with the cats, but uh, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's not ideal to have Cameron out and, and you have to wonder then who, who takes the heat for that? Uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Jeremy Cameron who left, you know, partway through the first half after kicking three goals with a, you know, a, a tweaked hamstring. And it sounds like he, it sounds like both of them were a little questionable. So who, who takes the, you know, who takes the heat for that having happened for him even being out there to begin with. So if his hamstrings were suspect before the game, should he have been sat down? I'm sure they had Radigalia listed as one of their emergency players. I don't think he played VFL this past week. So, you know, should the the doctors and physios made the call? Should Cameron have been forthcoming enough with them to say, you know what, I I don't quite feel right that I need to go ahead and uh, and and sit this one out and and rest these and get them stretched and get them to where they're, you know, where these hamstrings are in the best possible shape they can be, or did he think he could play through it? I don't know. Um, Somebody mentioning here that uh, Darcy Parrish just re-signed with Essen, and I did not see that, but uh, that's that's big news for the Bombers. Uh, and you know the Bombers are uh, are a a club who I think are definitely pointed in the right direction. They're they're certainly playing better than than I had anticipated them playing this year, uh, as a couple of people who are in the room right now can attest to. Um, so let me. Uh, Okay. So waiting on Chris to hop on there. Um, you know, so looking at probably the other big news story that I had on here. Um, okay. We've got, uh, Chris ready to be here. Just sending him the invite. So we'll get him on board here in a second. Yes. I picked the bombers 17th this year, but you know what? I, I do like to say that uh, I say that while I pick, while I did pick the Bombers seventeenth, I did not even have the D's in the top eight. I think I had really? them year. So, yep. <clears throat> Hello there, Chris. How are you doing, sir? Got Chris Hickey joining us today. Hello, Craig. Hi there, sir. How are you doing? Um, I know I know you're having a I know you're having a bit of a tough time right now. Uh, nah, it's got a bit it's got a bit better since I last talked to you. So. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the mend. Okay. Okay. I know you're, you're, you've got somebody coming to your house and somebody going to your house here soon. So, um, yeah. okay. Pretty, Sorry. Pretty, um, personal and long time, yeah. mate. Yeah. So, uh, without getting to, this is a footy show. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but, but I just, you know, I, we won't get into it, but it's, uh, I am, I'm sorry with what you're dealing with there. And, uh, I, well, to be honest with you, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. And that's saying a bit. So, but 
because I'm sorting it out in the morning, um, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. And um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all right. But I, I, and then my phone went, my phone went this afternoon. So it just went just like that. So you can imagine what was going on through my head for the last three or four hours. But anyway, that's, that's yeah. all good now. So. Isn't this a new phone also? Yeah, yeah. So I got another one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's happening, man? What do you. Yeah, you're right. You, you, you got it. Yeah. So you, you, uh, are you worried about ask, Jeremy? Are you worried about Jeremy? What's that? Ask me something. Okay. Uh, well, I was, I was going to say, are you, are you worried about Jeremy Cameron's hamstrings? Um, well, I suppose everyone is, aren't they? I mean, to uh, the media, to especially Geelong people. But you know what? I've, I've been saying this, I'm not going to say, I told you so. That's what it's going to sound like. When, when he did that first, he broke down, um, I thought, and I, I kept saying it on the Geelong Mail that they want to monitor what he does with his training. And when it led to just recently, he was getting to full training. And when you watched all of the games, he does a lot of running for that mm-hmm. position. It goes up the ground and rah, 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 rah. So I kept thinking to myself, well, geez, they want to be a bit careful with how they manage this bloke because the more he's doing and getting the full training, it might sound silly, right? But that's when I reckon you're more used to something. That's your danger time. So it doesn't. nothing surprised me here, but with it, all in a couple of cutting the all down. I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? I put a little bit on Geelong moment, got different responses there too. Um, <clears throat> so it's an interesting one, how you look at it and what Chris Scott's had to say. Also, um, yeah, well, I listened to what you had to say before, so that probably covers pretty much, you've, you've covered the mark, What how I see it too, that – it's a hard one because I think the players then is going to jump in and say, well, I want to help the side, but then maybe you should have just said, oh, no, I'm a bit, but if he wants to do that, but then, oh, it's a hard one. It's sort of like you, you tug him with this way, that way, but if it's going to cost you like two, like when I watched it and he was there and I thought, get him off. What's, well, he doesn't need to play anymore. Right, right. And, of course, right, they, right. Did, they did, and you had that BT carrying on. Oh, he's grabbing he's, he's grabbing it again. He's grabbing it again. That's all he could say. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, Brian Taylor does tend to get a little focused on things there, but, yes, that's true. Oh, that's true. Long I love him, mate. You want to hear the comments they say of him. But, anyway, um, he's um, he's a bit precious, I think. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, yeah, so – Away we go. Um, yeah, so you're right. So you we've got, well, we've got uh, the Cats have, I think, Carlton and Fremantle coming up the next two rounds, if I'm not mistaken. Well, so, no, 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 no game's an easy one. And no, I, no, I listen, no. I listen to what you said about Jenkins. That's interesting. I All I'll say about that is that the way he come to the club was high expectations, then when he got thrown in, he didn't show a lot. But, right, but right. I know that's right. a negative. Everyone now is saying, chuck him in, chuck him in. So all I'll, say, all I'll say is sit back and just say, let's watch and see if he does get the nod. I, I myself love to see a young fella get a crack like who I've got. But but they, they'll see him as a baby and say, oh, he's not ready, he's not ready. But 
but like a young Neil that, but, but, the, you know, I, I like to bring the young through, blood him. But of course, he's got experience. Of course, he's got all that. But when he did get a crack earlier, all I'll say is he didn't seem. To, uh, but and he's playing seconds. Like I can, I can put a different picture. So I just no, no. I'm just sitting back and this. It's going to be quite interesting. So everyone's saying, put him in, put him in, and well, mate, that's what they're saying. So they probably will. Yeah, it's well, and again, I I don't have any insight on it, but that would. To me, that's about the you know the closest piece that you could plug in there. Um, well, you know, you you've got you've got Fort, you got Fort. You know, you know, true. you know. I counted up. I counted up who could play ruck. There's nine people that can play ruck out of that side. They've got on their list. Now that's just I said that's extraordinary. Well, you know what? That's that's an interesting point because I think <clears throat> I think now that that Cameron is going to be out for a month. Yeah. Do you think they're going to want to bring somebody else in the side that has ruck experience to take maybe that uh, that responsibility away from you know Tom Hawkins who was doing it quite frequently inside mm. fifty? Do you think you bring in a Darcy Ford or you bring back a Redigalia to? I guess you know Josh I, Jenkins could do the same thing. You know, th- I think but, the way Geelong have won their rucks is they just seem to have this is who we've got, so they just throw them in who they thinks. This will do sort of thing, which doesn't take too much to work out why we haven't won premierships for the last 10 years because that's my opinion anyway. It's a pretty strong-headed opinion too. But they, they, they haven't managed their rucks, Craig, and this argument will go on. But anyway, you know all that, so we're, yeah. we're, not, we're, not, we're not going back to the old stuff. Probably at the moment, well, probably who's in form. Ford was in form a couple of months or so. He looked good, but no change. I suppose you just got to go off. Uh, who they think's in in a bit of touch, and I suppose who they're looking at is who you've just said, and um, yeah, so this is going to be interesting to watch. So were you well, uh, were you surprised first, about the uh, the announcement with uh, Alistair Clarkson? But what, what, what I've missed it. What I've just, were, you, were you surprised you know, by the uh, the Clarkson announcement with uh, Sam Mitchell? No, no, I've missed it. So fill, fill me in. Fill me in. Oh, well, uh, Clarko is stepping down at the end of next year, and Sam Mitchell's going to be taking over Hawthorne in 2023. Okay. Okay. Yep. So where, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Well, that's not – that's that's just – was he going to retire? I, What's going to happen there? That's, we okay. were speculating that. We didn't – you know, somebody had posted on here that uh, that the AFL is going to want him to go to Gold Coast. Go get him. Round him up. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, – what happens with with him uh, going forward here? Whether yeah. or not he's a golfer, well, well, you know, yeah. he might, it sounds like he's going to maybe step back in the background. But you'll have all these other ones that'll be saying, "Oh, that's Clarkson! Quick, get Clarkson! Get Clarkson!" But anyway, um, well, you know, I was, I was yeah, you're right. Yeah, you go, you go. You know, I was I was wondering, and, and I just this just popped into my head is, uh, <laughs> do you think that maybe he's going to? Yeah, is Jeff Cannett going to possibly consider stepping aside, you oh. know, as the leader of the club, and, and maybe maybe Clarkson step into that position? And I, I'm just tossing that out there; it just popped into my head. I have no idea if that's something that uh, I, is I, even I, being I talked about. Really, I, I don't think you'd. Hey, I tell you the other one. Well, while, while you jump on that, so you've got me heads just screwed around like my whole day was back to Geelong with Hocking, and a lot of people on the Geelong Mave jumped on and said. Not nice things about Mr. Hocking, but Mr. Hocking, before he left to go to the AFL, was a pretty popular bloke. So it's an interesting one. I know I've, I've, I've 
gone the switch on you there, but as soon as you said that, I started to think of hocking with, the, which I thought was a bit of a surprise, him to go out of the AFL to there. But it's interesting. Well, that's an interesting topic, and in it's so I think you'd have a, a debate on that one all about uh, Mr. Uh, you know, we see so we follow those careers of him and Buddha um, play, and then he went administrator, been there for a long time. That's an interesting one itself, Craig. The what's going on there, but yeah, just with you said with Clarkson, well, I don't, I don't think he's really cut out to be a maybe administrator. I could be wrong. Um, that's 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 how I'd see it, but I'm not. I don't know this and know that, but. I, I'd say no, just a short answer. But anyway, you know. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure, and I just thought, you know what, it's. Uh, What's well, interesting it was, to see what what is he going to do? Which people is going to be anything he does, it's a talking point anyway. So, the bloke was a school teacher. So you got something in common with him already, Craig. So, um, you know, I, I I I would say if I was having a a, a punt at it and say. I reckon he's saying, well, you know, I'm getting on a bit. Here's this young fellow. I've got to give him a crack. It's his time to come through. He did go to West Coast. Then he's come back, and he did say to me, you can come back. So I always wondered how, what was going to happen, and that, that was how I roughly thought he, he would come back and he'd give the reins to him. But I thought, is he ready to do it? Looks like, obviously, you've said this is what's happening. So it looks like whether he goes out of that altogether is another thing entirely, but he loves his footy, so um, maybe he's, I don't know. That's 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 up to Mr. Clarkson to work out. So um, it's obviously set Hawthorne where the, the young blood takes over. And I've looked a little, seen a bit of footage of him do the box hill reserves. Have you ever seen live stuff? It's quite interesting to watch. <laughs> he's talking yeah, to the players. Yes. When he talks to them, it's quite interesting to watch. If you ever get the chance to watch okay. it, just have a yeah. li- just have a little yeah. look. It's it's quite not what you may think, but you know he'll take a while probably to come into it. He's a smart player, that little fella, and you know obviously he's probably throwing that round to try and get his experiences to in coaching. So you know not all good players make good coaches, but he's he's we'll see how things go. And Hawthorne, North, they're pretty astute football club they're not Hawthorne for nothing so right right yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting transition and I I'd mentioned earlier in the episode that uh I thought it was going to be a little bit like what happened last year with uh with Essendon and the uh well, see, the, the, transition. Other, the, other one, the other interesting one is Collingwood who who's going to come in who's going to come in there yeah I have no idea uh, that's right. So, is there is there a Clarkson chance there? This is this is the way people talk anyway. The well, media talk. That's why. That's why I think. That's why I think maybe. Uh, you know, because I had seen a mention uh, that Sam Mitchell had taken himself out of the running for the Collingwood job, and then within like an hour, yeah. the yeah. the I saw the the post right before I went to bed last night that that he was going to be taking the uh, the Hawthorne awesome. job beginning in twenty twenty three. Well, they could have even been a bit in fear that he may be thinking about that. I don't right, know. Right. Not, so that, so, I, don't, I don't know. And so we better get him before the the, the Collingwood wobbles poach him. But I don't know. I'm just doing that off. What what? They, that's just that angle they could have been looking at it from because I think some people sort of rate him pretty highly, although he hasn't really done anything. Um, no coaching experience. 
to the senior level. I don't think he's got any at all. But oh, no, he went to West Coast and was assistant. That's right. And that's what got them. And they won it. So th- th- there's, his, there's his one gig. So, yeah, there, there it is there. There's his gig. There's his gig. He got assistant coach to the West Coast. They beat Collingwood in the – they could have gone either way too. So, yeah, it's an interesting yep. one. And that's um, – look, Carlton, just, just getting things right right. Look, never an easy side. Look, they've won two games. These sides that are sort of, you know, they're the, they're the bugger sides. You, you've got to, um, you've got to knock over. I mean, people can get carried away off where they're at. Like, well, we've got to keep winning to give them a chance to try and keep the top four. Um, none of those games are easy, and I don't think, um, I think, I don't think you can look at any side and say that's a win. I think that's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Where we used to, we used to look at it like that way. None of that anymore. And of course, you're playing at different grounds, or where they are playing too, with all this stuff going on at the same time. I reckon myself, Brisbane, when they play at home, they're a three or four goal better side. If they get a chance at a final and play in a, I reckon that's a big tick to them. And if you looked at the top four, they're the one in the state at the moment. If you put, depends who gets fourth out of Port or Geelong at the moment, right? Right. Um, yeah. where they, the side would treble. So, you know, I, I, I sort of look at Melbourne and say, I think you can work their back line, lever, and if you put work into them, I think you can dismantle them. Got to get on top of the centre, and I think you're a big chance to, 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 to really upset them big time. But no one's really lever controls, and so does the other fella, um, the backman there too. He does really well that Blake used to play for the Suns. He, 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 they control that back line. No one's really looked and studied their back line, and he controls. I saw that leave. He's, he's really stepped up as far as a leader. Well, he's seen as a leader at Melbourne, whereas at Adelaide, he was a good player, but they didn't even let him go to the best and fairest because he was leaving. That's how they looked after him. So they said, you're not welcome. Don't come to the best and fairest. So right, That's right. lovely. Right. <laughs> that's yeah, lovely it's... looking after you, <laughs> Yeah, these uh, <laughs> these last these last seven weeks, I think, are going to be uh, are going to be interesting. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there are so Very many good. different so many different storylines yeah. that are going on. You know, whether it be clubs that are in the top eight or clubs that are that are yeah. you know coaches who are battling to keep their jobs in some cases. Yeah, like even North and that, like they've showed a little bit. Um, you know, like it's, it's really. I think the more you look at a side lower, it's the worst thing you can do. So I think it gives them incentive to say, "Oh, we'll knock that. We'll give that side a bit of a run." And if you if you lower your guard a bit, like Geelong seem to have that weakness of a lower side, they don't perform. <coughs> excuse me, as better as they do to the higher sides when they know they have to perform. Right, um, right. Well, but they do. They just have that weakness, Craig. It's I don't know what it is, but it's uh, it'll it'll always be there. But but as Carlton, for example, like I I reckon you know, gee, that could be a good game. Just just the way Carlton won too. So they're, they're trying to improve where they've, you know, been lo- – their weaknesses where they fade out of games and stuff like that. If they if they play attacking style, they could be a hard side to beat. I'm not sure. Where's that Where's that one played at? Uh, that one's at the MCG. MCG, yeah. Well, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Geelong, um, to me – I get a feel with them every game. I get a feel with them whether they're going to be up or they're down or what mood have we got today. And when things get taken away off them and it's all on, you know, like Sadaisy, I get a real bad feel that they're going to get a hell of a surprise. And 
So in this one, you know, I think, well, they can't afford to um, kick the guard off too much because I, I feel Carton are going to give them a real run for their money. And the same extent, Geelong need to say, show why they want to be a top four side uh, as you want to play good footy. All right, you, got, you haven't got no Jezza Cameron there for whatever time. Um, yeah, so, so the, the thing you said of who do we bring and who do we don't with it's Jenkins it is an important part and, and it does change the whole mix around again. So it's quite interesting, the selection table and how Geelong Football Club see it. So, um, yeah, that's that's just in, in, interesting in itself what's going to take place. So uh, we'll have to see. I, th- I think Carton will, uh, will be up and ready. It's, it's what Geelong are going to bring, I think. Um, and... Um, yeah, I, I think um, you know what Ge- I know what Geelong should do and what it should be. But that's not necessarily how it's going to unfold. I think if you want to win a top four position, you've got to keep winning. So right, right. Um, you know, we lost that chance against Brisbane. We might have lost that top four or second or third, a second position or third position. Um, so if it goes the way it is, the first to play fourth, first to play fourth, second to play third. So if Brisbane happened to finish, although they got the two sides, they got they got two games clear. They Melbourne and um, uh, yeah, Melbourne. They're, they're, Melbourne West Bulldogs got two games clear. I think. I think that's right. From uh, the next three sides, so I think. I think that's right. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, no, they've got one game. They're 40, 48 points each for the Bulldogs and the D's, yeah, and yeah. Brisbane Port and, and Geelong are both are all three yeah, at four. And, 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 and we're one percent, one percent off Port. So that's that. So that yeah, says it all, doesn't yeah. it? Percent. I mean, you know, both sides could win these games, whatever it turns out. But then it'll be percentage. It comes into whether you, how much you win or so. So so how how that says a lot about the competition, really, doesn't it? So even if you mm-hmm. go down to who's going, so it probably says that probably says enough in itself without even having to go into the content. So I think that's interesting enough in itself. And and the, and the Richmond, of course, are they going to make the eight? Uh, the conversation will be, you know, people put them down and I wouldn't put them down, I think. I would never put them down. I think a bit the same as you, although they have been hit. That that chest with the skeleton, the, the um, vampire, I think, has been stuck in the heart Ooh. a few times with them. Well, that's... Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that is... I, they, know, Orville, who can, lives up in uh, the Brisbane area, <laughs> said that every time he goes to the grocery store, he picks up another... Uh, Clove of garlic, just to have it on on hand. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. Their the Richmond's injury list is just massive right now. They have they have you you know you look at their injury list, and it's 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 like half of the, what would be their best twenty two. They're probably doing well for what what you design, like you know, they're let alone. I think Hardwick's been. It's interesting at watching him. Um, but you know what always happens a side? It's always going for three in a row. It's, it's Something happens with that three in a row or Hawthorne went for four in a row and then mm-hmm. they, the, the, you know, Western Bulldogs rolled them in, in in the final, which was unexpected. It looked like Hawthorne was just rolling on. But, yeah, it, it's something about that three in a row. I don't know what it is, but it's just that, you know, and they've lost games where, well, where they haven't been lost them before and they don't look the same. Although, as you say, to be fair, you've only got to say how many's out on that. But you can only go off what you got. But um, I think I think um, whether they well, is when they make the top eight and if they get in there, if, if they'll still believe what they can do, and he will, of course he will, he'll say the belief will still be there. It's whether or not 
it's been there's been a bit of damage to them, I suppose. What's well, what's going to the there. one the one thing the one thing Richmond has going for them right now is that they've got they have a lot. They're, they're basically the 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 crew of players that they have who are are scoring much of their their points or many of their points or a lot of their goals are healthy. Rewalt, Martin, Bolton, um, and Tom Lynch came back this past week. So they've got a lot of goal scorers that are healthy. You, you might you might see where Richmond's going to be playing a lot of games where they're going to be having to win, you know, 112 to 109 point games because, you know, they're going to just have to outscore clubs that way because so much of the rest of the club is gutted right now with injuries. You know, they lost yeah, Bosch or Hooley for the next month or so as well. Uh, with the uh, with a foot injury, they, they don't look the same potency as, but it's probably fair why that is too with who they've got. But I, th- I think earlier sides have knocked them over, and that's stuck take the guts out of them, bit so to speak. Like Geelong had beaten them out of six out of seven or whatever, so we give them a good old touch up, which we need to do because we've got the monkey, and we'll play them soon. We're playing them in well round nine, whatever it is, so. That's going to be that's going to be an interesting one. That what that this game alone. Um, but but I'm just looking at it from a Geelong point of view, of course. But um, yeah, so I mean Richmond. Um, you know, it's an interesting side being up for so long, and this is always the argument, isn't it? So is this this is what the media will use, and and, and the commentators will talk about. Um, I, I I wouldn't say anything down about them. I think I don't think you can afford to do that. But maybe maybe this thing's is not as strong as it used to be. That's all I'll say. But I'm not I'm not going to put that up there and say <clears> when <throat> side is playing them and 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 say and discard them. No way, don't no, I'm going to say that. When right, you right, do have, right. When you have your power forwards, if you've just talked about, then you got still Dusty in there in the middle, and then little Bolton in there and blokes like that. You know, basically all they have to do is bring that pressure game and and, and get into some. As he talk, he says, their lack of confidence. That's what he says. Hard week. It's come from his mouth. So, you know, funny thing, but um, I think a lot of people don't like to see Richmond. <laughs> yeah, so every time they get beaten, it's like we all jump up and down. <laughs> yeah, I think you're well, right think on that. I'm, yep. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, mate, I better let you um you've got your program to run, so okay. I'll have a bit of a say. Well, tell you what, man, thanks for coming on today. I appreciate it. It's all right. I enjoy always enjoy yep. on the new phone again, Craig. I I <laughs> said, What's the time? Oh, what what's what's Craig? What I quit I'm going through all these controls and I said, Quick, quick, pot of boon, I'm going through all place got play store and then Quick, quick, get this! He's getting into it now. You, you, you'll miss it if you don't get on it. It's all, it's all different now. This time, yeah. Always, I've missed it. I've missed the to what the schedule was before. So it's easy blinking. You missed. You got the wrong night or whatever like that. So well, just the, be, um, the the eve, you know, I'll be doing the evenings in a, in uh, Melbourne time for the next. Uh, right. Well, the next probably six weeks or so before we go back to school. And then once that happens, I'll end up going back to where it'll be morning times uh, if I'm I doing live episodes. It like you got a bit of a, a cough or something. You better get some something yeah. into that bullets or something too, well, mate. Um, I, I haven't had my Vegemite this morning yet either. <laughs> hey, hey, Vegemite, when, when he's on that, um, it used to be nice with um, dry biscuits and cheese. Yep. Um, yep. 
we used to like have it on toast first thing, but it's the spread, and I think it is a thing that you acquire the taste over a period of time. I'll give you another thing. If you only had the Vegemite set, there's the Vegemite on the table. That's what you've got. And you slash the butter over and, and your hunger is a, you know, whatever. Away you go, wolf into it, and, oh, that's all right. And then you have the cup of coffee or tea or whatever you're having. Oh, geez, that's all right. So it, it is a bit of a quiet to a taste, and it is, it's got a different flavour, but it's got a bit of a smell of molasses. Has that ever been told here anything like that? Um like if you smell, uh, if you ever had anything to do with my lattice, yep. But yep. it's 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 different. It's not something that'll win you over or not. It's probably a quiet taste, and probably with the snacks, with uh, the dry biscuit used to always be one. People would would dish it up through dry biscuits like a cheese, and then put the Vegemite over the top. Or people would just go to school. Oh, there's the school, and then you got the Vegemite sandwich. Oh, what? Have I got that again? But you know, that's well, that's that's well, a little bit there. But you know. Um, it is a quiet taste of something different. It'd be like if we tried something of America and said, what's your stuff? Give us, give us a go of that. And, and we never tasted it before. Um, so naturally, you know, you wouldn't be the only one what you saw and stuff like that. Right, right. It's, I, think it does, I think it does grow on you. I, I think it's probably well, – um, It has. It has. And, yeah, and Har- Harper, Harper, who is on here right now, uh, gave me some really <laughs> good ideas for it. And I've, I've actually <laughs> – I've actually finished off my first jar of it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I, I bought uh, I bought two more. And my my wife, I'm actually holding in my hand right now. My wife actually went to an international market yesterday and wow. brought brought home a jar of uh, Marmite, the British oh, version yeah, okay. of it, for me to oh, try. Is, is so. it, okay, okay. Yeah. Is it deer over there? The the veggie mine? Oh no no no! Oh, this is. No. no, this is not. This is not something that that is a. This is not it's something true. that people have here. No, right. But I'm foreign. Yeah, yeah, but I'm enjoying it, and I, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I appreciate yeah. Orville helping me sending it, sending it here, and I yeah, truly appreciate yeah, Harper yeah. giving me the ideas for it because well, yeah, mar- marmalade go right. Yeah, on bread yeah. and toast and, and 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 nice in the morning with that. That if you're nice and want a bit of a, the, yeah, that that goes all right. Yeah, no yep. worries at all. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you're set. We'll turn you into Good an Aussie get, mate. Don't know that. Give me a full bread Aussie. Time we finish with you. Well, we'll see what happens there. Yep. As far as this goes, yes. Yep. Well, hey, Chris, thanks for coming on today, man. I hope the next well, uh, I hope the next uh, 24 hours work out okay for you. Okay. Ah, uh, well, mate, um, things come to an end, and I've just yeah. had a great time yeah. with that dog. It's it's a funny thing. It's just not your show to talk about, but just in life itself, like, how it can just have such an impact on you, and he's me mate, and yeah, like um, another one's going to come tomorrow night. But just you know, it's a real hard decision. I've never been in a situation before where you have to make that decision. I've never seen a dog. If it gets to the stage where it's in pain, that's hurting me because I love the dog unconditionally. So, and him and me got such a close pack, and so will the next one. So, you know. This is the thing. So anyway, that's on that. But it's it's amazing how I, I don't think I could live without a dog just quietly. And I've had three blue healers. This will be the next one. I'll be the next. It'll be three blue healers I've had in a row. So this will be a female one. Yeah. So, but I, it's it's a funny thing um, in it happening. That's it's 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 when it's out of your control. I've been the nurse to to Foxnet. Then 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 he would just continue on being. 
breathing, but that's not good enough. If he can't stand, he can't eat. Right. And right, I talked right. I talked to people just quickly with in town today with my phone. And the lady I had, I talked to, she's got forty five cats. Wow. Um <laughs> so I thought I'd come into that compensation. Wow. <laughs> I said, Have you got another half? And she said yes. She said yes, and I said, "I said, oh, how does that get on? Oh, yeah, he, he, he's half the he half picked them. So anyway, um, mm. yes. <laughs> so um, and then I asked why, what it could have been with my dog. Another story: cancer might probably just happened so quickly, and he's been such a strong. It's a real shock. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, um, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on top. I'm on. Oh, it's not sorry. It, it, like it, it, it's I'm, I'm over the worst of it, Craig. It, it'll happen in the morning, which has to be done and it's an experience and you have that and then you have the next one and then you start again so right right it is right, sad right. it is sad but you can understand it you've got pets yourself so mm-hmm. it's just the story of life and life moves on mate yep okay well have have as good an evening as you can man okay oh i'm, I'm good now i'm good okay. now. you'll see photos okay. on the thing with the new dog you you, you continue on mate or where you go Alrighty, okay. Have a good, have a good I'll, podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Have a good podcast, Mike. Thank you. Thanks a bunch, man. Before I wrap up tonight, and I didn't know uh, if anybody else was on wanted to hop on this evening or not, or this or this morning in my case. Um, but I did. I did want to mention one thing here before I wrap up. Uh, and if you happen to be on Twitter. I'm hoping you could maybe take a minute and do this. Uh, I encourage you to take a, a quick look at a, uh, a Twitter account. And and he doesn't know that I'm doing this, and hopefully it's okay. I went ahead and decided to do this anyway because he put it out there. Uh, so I, th- I thought I would go ahead and mention this. Uh, but if you happen to be on Twitter, and you can check out uh, the account uh, at Campy Lamps. It's C-A-M-P-Y-L-A-M-P-S. C-A-M-P-Y-L-A-M-P-S. And he, he put a post out yesterday on, on, his, on his, his account, um, and it was a painting that his son had, had done over the weekend. And his son happens to be autistic, and he, he painted a what I think is a terrific portrait of Essendon coaching legend Kevin Sheedy. And uh, if you've got a moment, you know, Go over to his website at Campy Lampson. Give it a like. You know, if you're an Essendon supporter, you know, tell him it's a great looking portrait because I think it's actually a, a really, really nice painting that this young man has done here. So I thought that'd be a great thing because, you know, his dad was saying that uh, each of the good responses that he was getting was getting his son very excited and thrilled about people recognizing his efforts. So if you get a chance to do that, that would be uh, be a terrific thing to do because it's, it's a, pretty good little piece of artwork that he's put together there. So if you get a chance to check that out, I strongly encourage you to do that. Now, again, um, the handle again is at Campy Lamps, C-A-M-P-Y-L-A-M-P-S. So like camp, like you're going to go camping. So Campy, C-A-M-P-Y-L-A-M-P-S. So if you get a chance to check that out and give a share on that, that would be fantastic, okay? And uh, give you know, give that young man a shout out for his terrific artwork there. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to come back a little bit later on in the in the week uh, and give you my tips. That's probably going to be tomorrow. I'm uh, 
I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow night. I have an interview set up tomorrow evening with uh, a gentleman who I've been having a lot of fun engaging with online. Uh, he is uh, an Aussie expat that lives in Canada. And if you have not run across him yet, a uh, gentleman goes by the name of Mick, Mick Aussie, M-Y-K Aussie. And just a very funny guy, really involved in, in Austrian football, but also American and Canadian football as well. So I'm going to be sitting down to talk with him tomorrow night. Um, I do still have my uh, interview with Frank Davis to, uh, to get released. I'm going to get that a little bit later on this week as well, hopefully. And really looking forward to uh, heading off uh, here in just about a month to go see my first games in person at the uh, USAFL Regional uh, tournament down in Cincinnati, about four hours away. And I'm then going to get to go see my daughter for a couple of days as well after that, because I haven't seen her since Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So it's been about six or seven months since I've seen her. She's going to school down in North Carolina. So ladies and gents, if you want to help out the podcast, you can do that by visiting the Buy Me a Coffee page or checking out my Redbubble store. Uh, I hope that you'll consider sharing the episode with your friends and family. That really helps. Uh, let's, you know, you also, if you would like to take a moment and just do a, a quick review, just tell me what you think of the show. You can do that right on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can do it on Apple Podcasts if you want to as well. What that does is it, it lets Apple know that you like the show and it might bring more uh, listeners to the show. So that'd be fantastic if you, you would be interested in doing that. And don't forget, if you want to get on the mailing list, you can sign up for the mailing list on my website, yankonthefooty.com as well. And we're going to wrap this up here, folks. Do me a favor and look out for one another. You know, I'm starting to see a few more people who are uh, online who are saying that they've been able to get their um, their vaccines. Uh, but I know there's still a lot of frustration that's going on in Australia with regards to lockdowns and things of that nature. But check up on your friends. Check up on your family. You may not be able to see them in person. Uh, but look out for them. You know, those of you who are in Victoria, you went through, let's just put it this way. You went through hell as far as lockdowns last year. You know, your, your friends in uh, New South Wales, your friends in uh, Queensland could, uh, you know, you know, could use your advice because they were looking out for, you know, you guys last year and staying in touch with you. So reach out to them, talk to them, make sure they're okay. Tell them things are going to be all right. Uh, you know, we've still got footy though. And then you're going to have cricket here very soon as well. And then not long after that, then the AFLW is going to be back as well. So waiting to see when they're going to be making decisions on which clubs are going to be coming into the AFLW next. I did see a post on Instagram from the Swans uh, about some sort of a selection getting ready to happen with the AFLW. I don't know when that's going to be happening, however. But again, ladies and gents, look out for one another. Be decent to each other treat each other with respect. Yeah, we love our clubs. We're passionate about this game. But be, like I said, be friendly to one another. Look out for each other, okay? If you can't see them in person, give them a call. Get on FaceTime. Get on Zoom. And just let them know that you care, okay? And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll talk to you soon. I'll be back with my tips. Oh, by the way, I've, I've started working on them, and I will let you know I do have one significant upset that I'm going to be tipping this week. I've already made it official in my tipping competition online 
So I'm going to go ahead and I took a screenshot of it. So I use those same tips uh, with the other episode I'm going to have coming out here shortly. So have a great, great Wednesday, folks. Talk to you soon.